Okay, so Preston, Disney Plus just came out today, and with it, The Mandalorian, the newest uh, Star Wars thing to come out in the Disney yeah. era. Disney era Star Wars films. And thank God we're kind of slowing down on Star Wars films. Um, the CEO of Disney said that we're going to kind of like slow it down and, you know, take a somewhat of a break after episode nine, which is good. But mm-hmm. um, everybody was excited for The Mandalorian, and I was too, because originally this was supposed to be a movie by the guy who made um, Chronicle, and then he went on to make Fan Four Stick, and that sucked, and then they shelved gotcha. the Boba Fett film, and I guess the Boba Fett film became The Mandalorian TV show, which we got last night. Uh, we, huh. both, we both saw it, and um, we both love Star Wars. So, uh, yeah, let's get into it. Apparently, bounty hunting is a very complicated profession. I love that tagline. That's a great tagline for this show. So, so the things I liked about Mandalorian was the, the inner workings of the guild and, and what's going on on that front. Um, I mean, granted, though, like, I, I was searching for complexity. Like, I wanted some more backstory. I wanted more, like, underst- I wanted new stuff. Um, I kind of felt like in my first watch that it was a lot like Rogue One in that it was throwing out stuff that you recognize mm-hmm. just for the sake of throwing out stuff that you recognize, you know? Like, yeah. You know, they knock on the door and the little eye comes out, the same eye from Jabba's the, palace. The gunk droid. Know? Yeah, you know, the junk droid, and, you know, an, an, IG, an IG unit, like, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. every little thing was like, oh, I recognize that. Oh, I recognize that. And what I wanted was new stuff, like, right. you know, I, um, and so inventing an entire guild around the Mandalorians, like, that's fascinating. Like, how does it work? Um, the bounty then, hunting guild. Yeah. And, and, and what are these strange uh, currencies that they, that they got and that medal he got from the, from the Imperial? And who is that Imperial guy? Because the Empire is gone, you know, and... Um, who were those stormtroopers and you know stuff like that I, I was I was more fascinated in um, and then some some of it was just really really slow yes um, I felt the beginning was kind of slow uh, um, I felt the action sequences I mean I, I, I didn't get anything out of them um, but then again I'm one that really doesn't get much out of action sequences generally so I don't mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, I don't know. Um, but it was a very slow-moving episode. Not much happened. and It wasn't bad. Could, it was, just, it was yeah. just okay. It was fine, right? Yeah, it was just okay. I mean, that's the thing, is, is they didn't do anything strong enough for me to love it, but they didn't do anything strong enough for me to hate it. It just kind of almost was forgettable. Yeah, um, and, and, and I think that's not what Disney is going for, because once again... Force Awakens didn't blow me out of the water. It was okay. But this yeah. we're talking about Star Wars here. We're not talking about some random show that's trying to impress you and lure you in. This is not a new concept. This is Star Wars. And we expect more from a Star Wars program. And it, it, right. it's maybe maybe the clout, maybe the reputation of it being Star Wars is kind of weighing it down a little bit. Maybe it's being a victim of its own hype. One thing <clears throat> I was asking, I was like, what are the stakes you know, what am I supposed to care about? So normally in a Star Wars story, we're talking about the fate of an entire planet, you know? Planets are getting invaded or, or blown up, you know, or everything's on the line in Star Wars. So it's all supposed to be at the edge of, the seat, edge of your seat. And granted, you know, we can roll our eyes that they do that too much, 
but I do wonder, like, what are the stakes? Of, yeah, they didn't of make this. that clear. <clears throat> Excuse why, me. Why? Why should I care about this bounty hunter, um, whose face? I, I don't even see, so it's hard for me to connect to him. I actually like, don't I, think I, we're going to ever see his face in the whole show. I think that's the gimmick here. We're never going to see his face, which, at, at the same time, what's the point in having Pedro Pascal play him? Because right. you have, why, you why have, have Oberyn there? Yeah. Who's Oberyn, who's, like, Pedro Pascal is one of the most likable, charismatic actors like, yes. out there. Mm-hmm. Why have him just doing the voice of the Mandalorian? if? Why, why, why even cast him? Cast past Paul Giovanni or somebody. It doesn't matter. Like, why? Like, there's a specific reason you 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 cast Pedro Pascal. Like that. We all know his role. Um, but yeah, he was just. I, I I wasn't connecting because of the mask. That was tough. Mm. Um, I wish they would have connected him to Boba Fett. Somebody that we, we cared about. I mean, I wanted I wanted some sort of connection to the Star Wars universe that, that I needed to care about the Star Wars universe. Well, supposedly, the leaks I read from months ago, they were half right. The leaks I read was that the Mandalorian was going to encounter a baby and then... I guess a bond will develop with the baby. Now I heard that that part was true, but the other part wasn't true. Was that the baby was supposed to be Ben Solo slash Kylo Ren? Mm, That's what I right. heard. So I don't know if they changed it or you know because this is a uh, uh, you know baby Yoda here, Yoda's species, which have never been revealed. The name has never been revealed. So, right, but, but why should we even care about that? I mean, we've had other Yoda species. There's Yaddle, the other Yoda. Like, why should I care that? somebody from Yoda's species is found as a baby. And like, it, what's funny, too, is that two things. First thing is, I'll ask you this. Do you feel as though that this thing is going to be like a weekly thing kind of hurts it? Because we're all so used to binging the whole thing, and it feels like a show that should be binge-watched and not waited on weekly. It does. I mean, I feel like I could have, if that was the first episode, I could have binged, you know, eight of them and then forgotten the whole thing. Um, mm-hmm. But but I don't I like structurally like is this different from the movie The Transporter, you know like mm. you've got this guy who has a job he's normally really cold and then all of a sudden his job involves somebody that he's going to get attached to right and he's going to have to betray the people that he works for mm-hmm. and like and, how, and that's what kind of annoys me is that this the this this Mandalorian series is going to do that tired cliche um shoot 'em up did it where uh uh, uh forgot the guy's the actor's name but you know had a baby he has to protect blah 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 i recently yeah. saw sicario 2 day of the soldado and um same thing he was hired to kill the little girl and then he doesn't kill the little girl um it's just a tired cliche that i was kind of not expecting from this show but at the same time i'm interesting interested in seeing where it goes but it's funny too because the show actually felt like they they filmed an entire film and they're just cutting it up that's why there's yeah. no stakes i feel like you know because the stakes are going to come in a couple episodes later just like it was in, a, in in an actual movie like this feels like the first like 20 minutes of an actual movie that they just elongated a little bit. Right. Like, had the character at the end actually been someone as important as Yoda, <clears throat> maybe that would have been an incredible thing to pull me into the next episode. But why, why should I care that somebody of Yoda's species has been found? Like, why is that important? That doesn't, that doesn't ha- like, pull me into the next episode. The character I liked, the I, like, I liked that IG unit, and... 
I, the IG unit was when he, sh that was my favorite part of the show when that IG unit showed up. Yeah. And he kept being like, I need to self destruct. And you're like, don't self destruct. <laughs> like, like, I thought that was very funny. Mm -hmm. um, that character was a great character. And then they killed him off. Um, that was sad. I don't know. Go, like I, I feel like there was only five scenes in the in, in the in the move in the right. show. Mm -hmm. Am I am I forgetting? Like it, it has the opening where that annoying blue guy is getting caught. Right. And then and then they catch the blue guy, and then the blue guy gets frozen in carbonite, and we go, oh, I, I recognize that and all that. Mm -hmm. Then he goes and he goes to talk to Carl Weathers to get more bounties. And then he goes to somebody else to get the bounty. And then he goes back to his guild, which was fascinating stuff because they started showing some flashbacks of his childhood, mm -hmm. which that would have been more interesting had those flashbacks been scenes. More, 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 more coherent? Right. Like something where I should care about the character. Like something happens to make me care about the character rather than him just being this faceless badass. Like there's... You know, had had that expanded more, um, that would have been nice. And then I wanted more about the guild and that relationship. Like when they when they melded that piece of armor for his for his arm and everything. Like that was all fascinating because it was new. And then he goes out to, and then he goes to that planet and he meets some the one of those. Is, I, I imagine is that the same species as those little pig creatures from Cloud City? I think so. Ugnots, I think. Yeah, uh, and then. The Ugnot wants him to like ride a, ride a blurg creature, right? I think there's a reference to the Star Wars Holiday Special in there, where he said you guys used to ride these huge creatures, mythosaurs, right? And and I think Boba Fett rides a mythosaur in the in that cartoon oh. during um, during uh, the Star Wars Holiday Special. Mm -hmm. I think that that are, are I think that's a reference to that. I'm not sure. And then after that, there's the IG-88. Well, it's not IG-88, but the IG unit, like, shootout, which was fun. Mm -hmm. And then we have the ending, right? Like, it was that simple. Yeah. Um, it, like I said, it feels like they filmed the whole thing like a movie, like a coherent movie. And they just split the movie, like, in bits and pieces to make several episodes. Because you're right, there are no stakes yeah. here. And you do get bits and pieces of things that you're supposed to kind of piece together. For example, um, in the new canon... Um, in episode four, when they go into the cantina, the bartender goes, Hey, you! Mm. No no droids! You're droids! They'll have to wait outside. Right. The, in the new canon, that barkeeper, his parents, I guess, or his family was killed by droids. So he's very prejudiced against droids. So I'm assuming the Mandalorian here, Pedro Pascal, when he goes, No droids! Mm. To the fucking, like, the little mosquito-looking alien thing. I'm assuming... You know, he's old enough to have been impacted by the Clone Wars, where the battle droids were terrorizing everybody. So I'm assuming he, you know, that's where that flashback was. <laughs> I'm assuming. Right. But, you know, we live in this world where where everyone remembers the droid, the battle droids from Phantom Menace. But but everyone forgets that the Jedi existed and right. that the force was a thing. <laughs> this weird selective memory of people in the Star Wars universe. Well, and and what what else? <laughs> I mean, you remember the original old, old EU canon, which is now called Legends, where after the emperor emperor dies, a bunch of warlords pop up. I'm assuming this guy yeah. is a warlord, the guy that wants the baby, and he has this doctor here. So 
Yoda's species. I see. He's, he's like he's like a Admiral Thrawn kind of uh, no, character. I, I wouldn't go with Admiral Thrawn because according looking at his stormtroopers, they're all like beat up and stuff. But uh, right, I'm just saying Admiral Thrawn had more mm-hmm. than anybody else. He was like the biggest warlord. Though though I think they've they've read. I just know Admiral Thrawn from the original Zahn trilogy, but I think they've redone. Thrawn a million times now. They've done. They've has, redone Thrawn. I think he has several continuities to Thrawn. Yeah. Well, there's one now, and it's just it's just a whole thing. And I feel like this show was kind of made for people who are just fans of Star Wars already. Like this is not for newcomers. It's really not. It is not friendly to newcomers at all. Because I've been keeping up with Star Wars, the Clone Wars mm-hmm. television show from Cartoon Network, the Rebel yeah. series from Disney Channel. And I'm yeah. I, I kinda know the state of Mandalore now, kinda. It's a little like up in the air. But I do know that, you know, Mandalore was peaceful during the Clone Wars and like some stuff happened. And then during the Empire, the Empire kinda had its grips on Mandalore. Now, after the Empire's been, you know, dealt with, I don't know. And because there's a moment where he goes into like this little secret hideout with other Mandalorians there. Everybody has the helmet. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And apparently that uh, that little piece of like metal that the Imperial Admiral Warlord guy gives him is like, I, I it's almost like a video game. He takes it, he brings it to the armor, and she makes a pauldron for him, and he attaches it well, to I his mean, thing. I like that. If you if you look at um, and it's a one when he did that the first thing I thought of was the differences between Jango Fett's armor and Boba Fett's armor. Mm. So Jango Fett has like a full suit of armor, while if you look at Boba Fett, he has a helmet, but like once you kind of go lower onto his body, he's just wearing pants and shoes. Um, <laughs> really, while, I actually never noticed that. Yeah, yeah, no. Sometimes go back and like look at Jango Fett's like like. Uh, Outfit versus versus Boba Fett's. Mm-hmm. Boba Fett's. I mean, granted, the movies were made at completely different eras and they had different budgets, but like Boba Fett's armor is is piecemeal. It's it's much more weathered. While Jango Fett's is like complete and and more brand spanking new. Mm-hmm. Now, <clears throat> it might be that Boba Fett just never got the same sort of honors from his Mandalorian cult or what a Mandalorian guild mm-hmm. that uh, that Jango Fett did. Um, you know, so I don't know, but I mean, I, I understand that there's an entire Boba Fett backstory established in Star Wars Rebels, right? About him, like, wanting to kill Mace Windu and... Oh, uh, in the Clone Wars, yeah. In the Clone Wars, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. And that, you know, they explain where he gets his helmet and things like that, but, um, but I... So this, this, I mean, this switches my idea. I thought the Mandalorians were like a race of people, and now it looks like the Mandalorians are, are a, 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 a bounty hunter guild. Well, so the Mandalorians in the original, uh, it, well, in Clone Wars, they, we, we get the, the idea that they were, they're like Spartans in a sense. You know, they're, they're an entire planet race of, of people that just live to like, you know, fight and just fuck everybody up. But in the Clone Wars, apparently Obi-Wan Kenobi's girlfriend or ex-girlfriend, she was a Mandalorian mm-hmm. and she was trying to steer Mandalore into more peaceful transition and more peaceful people. And there were like, you know, people who, there were Mandalorians who were not like that and they were like in a civil war, kind of a <laughs> clash. And in Rebels, which is the sequel to Clone Wars, which takes place a couple years before New Hope, Mandalore is, you know, taken in by the Empire, and the Empire controls several of the clans, and now one of the main characters, she's a Mandalorian, and she wants to free her people, so there's, like, this whole thing where she goes back, and she's trying to, like, you know, wage war on the Mandalorian clans that are aligned with the Empire. Now that the Empire... Do all the Mandalorian clans wear the helmets? Yes. 
And now that the Mandalorians don't have the Empire backing them anymore, I just wonder what the state of Mandalore is, because these guys appear to be, like, their own, like, tribe elsewhere on this planet, and, like, they have their own thing. So why aren't they in, at, at Mandalore? Like, what's going on over there? So there's a lot of, lot of okay. really to kind of, like... I, mm, I almost don't want them to do what, like, J.J. did with Force Awakens, where almost nothing is explained about the state of the, the galaxy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I hate that. Because that's the one thing Episode One did good, which is, you know, tell you, like, what the state of the galaxy is in the prequels. You know, there's a Senate, there's, you know, a there's government, there's politics, blah, 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 blah. Things are slow, though there's bureaucracy. It's kind of annoying, but it sets the stage for how the galaxy is. Here, it's just, I don't know. You kind of get the feel of it, too, when he's being paid, and he goes, nah, that's Imperial credits. Empire's done for. Well, I can give you yeah. some Mon Calamari credits. Like, okay, I'll take that, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Takes half, of, takes half the bounty. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and it's funny, too, because have you ever heard of the video game Halo? Yes. In Halo, Master Chief always wears the helmet too, and everybody's always been wanting like a like a Halo movie. But I think the Halo movie would have the same problem the the Mandalore has now because says because he's always wearing the helmet, you can't really connect with that character. No, no, not at all. It, it, it's almost like remember <laughs> Red Letter Media makes fun of this entirely. Um, that scene in Rogue One where Vader comes out of nowhere and starts slashing the uh, the rebel troops, like that's mm-hmm. that's like a yeah fuck yeah moment, and I feel like. A lot of the Mandalorian was made for people like that who like that type of stuff, you know? Yeah, I mean that's the thing is is you're it's set up that for each scene to have some fanboy to be like, "Oh my god, it's it's a Yoda species. Oh my god, it's an IG unit. Oh my god, it's the the pig people from Cloud City. Oh my god, it's that thing that comes out of the wall that's an eye. Oh my god, they're stormtroopers." <laughs> You know, like every scene, every scene was just like so much, I call it continuity porn. Just like porn, like just throwing it out. Like what, what did Mandalorian by itself, like what did it establish? Like say you made this a completely different universe. Say you were, say you swapped everything that, that this, you know, you turned on the sci-fi channel and these are completely different suits and completely different aliens and had nothing to do with the Star Wars universe. If you were watching it, would you care? Mm. <laughs> Not really. That's the, that's the thing is, is, and this is, this is a huge, this is a huge point is, and um, people have said this about sci-fi and why, sci- why so much sci-fi fails is people forget that sci-fi isn't the plot. Sci-fi is the setting. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. and it's the greater thing. Like, they're forgetting Star Wars isn't the plot. Star Wars is the setting. What's the plot? Well, the plot is about some dude who wants to go on a bounty, and he he is having a tough time, and then he accepts one, and then he finds an alien. Like he he finds a baby. That his that that's it. Well, I, I, once again, I, I, from what I gather, like he, he's a part of this clan, and he's making money specifically for that clan to help that clan thrive. Right. But I mean, mm. that clan—that's what I said. Like the one scene that that was good for me. I mean, no, I mean, I'll say I enjoyed two scenes. I, I enjoyed the where he goes back to his to his guild, and he has his flashbacks, and they're doing this strange ceremony. 
I thought that was fascinating stuff. I want to know more about what's going on there. Mm-hmm. I want to know more about his backstory. I want to know more about his, his, his guild. And I thought the IG-88 uh, shootout was, was really fun. I thought they, they, that was really well done. Um, I, I think if he had a little more stress and it was a little more ridiculous, I think it would have you know, gone even better. But I thought that was a really great scene. What was kind of annoying um, me was like every time he got shot, it didn't really hurt him that much. I, I guess maybe that's his armor. Yeah. But everybody gets shot and they fucking fall down immediately. And the IG-88 gets shot. There was too shot. many people. Yeah. Yeah, there was too many. There, it was ha- ha- like... Had it been 12 guys instead of 182 guys, <laughs> it would have been a better scene. Yeah. Like, if he would have sa- if he would have sat there and said, okay, I've got to take out 12. Because in the beginning, he's, like, counting men with his telescope. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, okay, this is fun. And then he's about to go down, and then the IG-88 unit uh, comes in and, like, ruins it. And that's, that was fun as hell. Like, you know, I, feel, I think they could have built that up more. Like, he, gets, he establishes a plan. You know, he, he's about to do the plan, and then the IG-88 unit, like, just messes it up. Mm-hmm. I thought that would have been great. But then he, he goes down there, and it's not, like, eight guys. It's a million guys, <laughs> and they're just blowing everybody up, with, and it's just body armor right and left. I was like, ah, oh, God, they ruined that. <laughs> but it was overall, that was a great scene. It, so it was. Those are the two scenes. The, the, you know, they had this completely, this cool, this cool fight scene, which too bad that unit dies because that, that unit was hilarious. Mm-hmm. And, 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 the, and this one little, and what's funny is it's probably like them writing going, oh, this is the most boring scene about a guy sitting in a temple, like melting down some metal. And that's the, mo- that's the most fascinating scene to me. Well, him getting attacked by a creature under the ice or riding CGI creatures mm-hmm. you know or fighting in a bar i, I didn't care about <laughs> i have spoken i have spoken <laughs> i like that I, yeah what the hell was i have spoken guy who cares about that guy <laughs> i want to give you money i will not accept your money why <laughs> because i'm a dumbass <laughs> it, the, the, like i said the episode was just fine but this is star wars and we're expecting um, it's like, like, for example, two days before it came out, I, I kept reading mm. reviews like people were saying, this is the best Star Wars since the first one. Okay, now you're overhyping it, and if it's not as great as A New Hope, which is my favorite, then I'm just going to be kind of yeah. disappointed. And I'm, it's not that I'm disappointed, it's just that it was okay. Would I say it was a little forgettable? Yeah. You know, like, mm-hmm. like they, were, they were propping up the twist at the end. I'm like, oh, okay. But but why though? Like why why is that species important? Why does that imperial guy want that species? Is he trying to re-engineer the force so he has it? Maybe because I, I still don't know the, to the extent of how many imperials knew that the em- the emperor was a force sensitive user. So are they trying to get a new emperor? Like what are they really doing with that? Yeah. How does this fit into continuity? Because at this point in continuity, there's actually there's actually an admiral in Star Wars Aftermath named uh, Gallius Rax who's gathering up Imperial, you know, soldiers to get ready for the Battle of Jakku. Because there's something going on at Jakku that he needs to prepare for. So why is this warlord not a part of that? Like, you know, like... And, and we're supposed to get another Imperial guy, played by the um, the bad guy Gus in Breaking Bad. Um, I oh, forgot yeah, his yeah. name, his the actor's name, but he's supposed to uh, <clears throat> come in as well. It's Carmine. It's really Carmine. <laughs> <laughs> He's supposed to come in as well. And, you know, I 
it was okay. I, on a scale from one to ten, I would give it a seven. It was okay. It was it was I I was expecting something like a nine, something to blow me away, but yeah. it, I would give it a seven. You? I I would go I would go middle of the road. I would give it a flat five. Really? And say it wasn't good. It wasn't good. It wasn't bad. Hmm. It was it was forgettable and in, in between. I it had moments that I really liked, um, but. If it if it were not Star Wars, it would just be so forgettable. Right. Um, I just want you know I just wanted something. I wanted some sort of stakes. You know. I gotta say though, for a Star Wars TV show, I wasn't expecting a lot of good CGI, but the CGI was very okay. It was very passable. C- CGI was great. Mm-hmm. It was fine. It was good. Yeah, enough. it was good enough. I didn't I didn't care. Um, yeah, you know. I I guess you know starting off, I really I was really quite annoyed at that. The guy, the blue alien. I didn't like the actor playing that, oh, and everybody was hating on him. Um, <laughs> and, and and it's just like, well, he, he disappears, and it's like good, so he's he's not in it. <clears throat> but um, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, he seemed anachronistic, which is which is odd, you know, considering it's it's a galaxy far far mm-hmm. away. But like for some reason, I'm still expecting everyone in the Star Wars universe to be besides. Luke Han and Leia to be British, right? Uh, <laughs> you know, I, 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 that's that's just what I expect. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It, well, the world feels lived in, which is fine. Um, you know, it, it feels lived in. The one thing that kind of concerns me is that that opening scene where he goes into the bar and he, you know, the ghost guys pick a fight with him, and the scene where he like the guy, the alien is running away, and he like grabs the alien, pulls him back uh, to the door, and the door slices the alien. Yeah. That has been in all the promotions everywhere, and I'm a little worried. Like, were they showing that in the promotions? Because that's the only really cool scene so far in the entire show, <laughs> or are they just trying to hype you up with one of the best scenes of the show? Because so far, that's one of my no, favorite I mean, scenes. And- I'll say, I'll say, like, the cinematography is great. Mm-hmm. The atmosphere of, of the show is great. Like, you know, they, they got all that right. Um, but, you know, if you compare it to a show like Breaking Bad, where you finish an episode of Breaking Bad and you just feel like the stakes are getting higher. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, oh, what, well, the character, he's dying of cancer. He needs, he needs to bake meth. Okay, like, let's get to the next episode, you know. Um, and, and you have these incredibly likable characters, like, Jesse or whatever that pull you in and it's here it's like okay do like on a fundamental level like when you have a story you need to have a likable protagonist do you like the protagonist mm. I mean it was he was established as a badass in the first right scene. yeah but do you really but, like him I you can't really see his face so you can't really see his emotions it's so it's it's a, that's the problem I was going to have with the Master him. Chief movie like you can't really see the Master Chief's emotions so every character around him kind of has to pull that emotional weight yeah so or he has to have a super um, expressive voice or body language or something you know there has to be something he has to be a human being that I can connect mm-hmm. to hmm so so on that fundamental level it fails like I didn't connect, I didn't connect with the with the Mandalorian I don't like, is he supposed to be... Because they, they establish him as this cruel guy who doesn't care, and then he, all of a sudden he's supposed to care about a baby at the end? Yeah. I don't know. And I, and I keep thinking, it is the plot of The Transporter. Um, and it's not like Jason Statham is, is a great actor, but, you know, 
you get to see his face and you go, oh, okay, I like Jason Statham. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'll, I'll keep watching this horrible movie. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> but that's the running gag, though, right? The Mandalorians never take the helmet off. That Boba Fett never took his helmet off. Wasn't there, wasn't there like an old EU canon book where like Dengar rescues Boba from the Sarlacc pit, and he goes, "Hey, uh, I want you to be the best man at my wedding." And doesn't Boba Fett go to the wedding where he's like in a suit and tie, but he still has the fucking helmet on? Isn't that a, isn't that a thing? <laughs> <laughs> you see, had they made it something else, like, okay, what's your Imagine if, like, you redid the episode, and I'm thinking of, like, crazy ideas, okay? His, his hit is someone inside the Sarlacc pit. He's like, why do I have to kill somebody inside the Sarlacc pit? Or, or you know, like, or you have to retrieve somebody from the Sarlacc pit. That would be pit. fun. That would be very fun. Right? Wow, okay. And it's like, you know, say, say it's the other guy that fell in with, with uh, you know how there's two, two guys fell yeah. in with Boba Fett? You know, say, like, somebody wants to retrieve that guy, and they're like, well... You know, we want him alive. And he's like, he's alive? He fell into the Sarlacc. Well, it know, takes a thousand years for your you know, body to decompose. Right. And, yeah. You know, ima imagine if that was the plot. And he had to, like, go and, like, open up the Sarlacc pit. And, I don't know, he, he runs into the, the, the remnants of Jabba's gang or whatever. <laughs> they started a new and gang still... in the Sarlacc pit. <laughs> yeah, not everybody went on the on the barge on the party right. barge. I mean, I'm, 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 a few janitors were left over or something, <laughs> or whoever fills the power vacuum. Jabba the Hutt's like cousin, right? You know, in the books, I think Zorba the Hutt, his dad, comes in and like fills the the vacuum. That really makes a lot of sense things. because if you think about it, Jabba died on the barge. So what about his palace? What's going on there? He saw someone. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't see everybody die in the palace. I mean, I think Ranker, did I see Ranker Keeper? Was Ranker Keeper on the, I mean, he was still probably really sad about Ranker. The Ranker, the Ranker monster dying. <laughs> so like, he takes over as the new boss. <laughs> well, first of all, like everyone knows, like this is the funny thing is like everyone knows, like he's got like a bit part of the entire movie, but everyone had, like everyone knows the action yeah. figure for Ranker Keeper. Ranker Keeper. <laughs> I think everybody had a Ranker Keeper because he was like the cheapest. He, like all the other ones are sold out, so everyone ends up with a Ranker Keeper. A Ranker Keeper and a Clay 2 in battle armor. And those are, those are like your two Star Wars toys. <laughs> it's funny too because this is Red Letter Media's problem with Star Wars right now is that you have an entire mm. galaxy to work with and all these fun ideas like, you know, retrieving someone inside the Sarlacc pit like you just said. And they never do anything fun with it. They never do like yeah. like Red Letter Media's whole idea for like the heist in Rogue One was to have them like put like some kind of weird like contraption on their neck, and like they activate it, and like their face trans kind of like as a hologram becomes Tarkin. So like they, you know like they mm. walk in as Tarkin. Hey guys, what's up? And they're kind of malfunctioning, so they have to like oh, uh, 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 nothing, nothing. Uh, uh, like like you know fun things like that, but it's it's. They never seem to manage to, to get there. But once again, this is not for newcomers. If you've, if you've kind of seen Star Wars and you're not a, like a good diehard fan, then you're probably not going to enjoy it. If you're a casual Star Wars fan, will you enjoy this? I don't know. I feel like this was made for diehards. Well, it's a, it's a weird thing, right? It, it's made for diehards who will recognize all of, the, all of the porn. And then at the same time, it doesn't advance any Star Wars plot. Like it's, not, it, it's nothing relevant. Um, so I don't know. Would you have liked it if, 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 would you have liked it if the, in the leaks, um, it was Ben Solo instead of like a Yoda species baby? Um, 
I get. I, I think I probably would have, because um, because like I say, I just needed stakes. I needed something where I go, oh, I need to watch the next episode. But then everybody would complain because everything is fucking interconnected. Like you know, they can never. It was not the complaint yeah. that Darth Vader has to show up every other Tuesday to know like connect it. You know, it's never its own standalone thing. This is trying to be its own standalone thing. Yeah, it has Tie Fighters and Stormtroopers, but there's no Luke Leia mm-hmm. Han. There's no Vader. There's no you know Boba Fett. So it's its own standalone thing. Right, I would still say, you know, what what are the stakes? Mm-hmm. I mean, was it wasn't even a you know it wasn't even a hu- human baby. It was a CGI baby. You know, am I supposed to connect to it and go, oh, a CGI baby? How how dare somebody think about killing that? <laughs> I don't know. It, it, uh. See, now that I now that we talk about it and pick it apart, I'm like, oh god. Uh. It's not that great. <laughs> I, I really, I really, I didn't. I, I wanted to give it a, a six, but I, I, I wasn't bored. It was, it was fine. It was a bit above average. Yeah, but I wasn't mm. bored. I wasn't bored only because I'm a Star Wars fan. You know, mm. had I not been a Star Wars fan, none of it would have been interesting. That's true. That's true. Oh, I don't know. It, it, see, that would have been a plot. You have to retrieve somebody from the Sarlacc pit. Somebody that so so Jabba must regularly throw people into the Sarlacc pit. Mm-hmm. So people must be in there. So say, what if one of his bounties was to get somebody out of that pit, and then he go he's got to go down there, and he runs into Boba Fett too, and he's another Mandalorian. Oh man! Or you maybe know, so much. he goes in the Sarlacc pit and he notices the uh, the Boba Fett armor, but Boba Fett's not there, deepening the mystery of where the hell is Boba oh, Fett. Oh God! See, we could. We, we've got a franchise. <laughs> Could you imagine? He goes down to the Sarlacc pit and he sees Boba Fett's armor. He's like tied to the wall or whatever in, in like ropes and tentacles. And he goes over and he, he like opens the mask and it's empty. And he's like, what? And then it's like, bah, dah, dah, end of episode. See, this is what Game of Thrones is good at. Um, I hate to like freaking Thrones into this, <laughs> but like this is what Thrones is good at. Every episode of season one, with the exception of maybe two episodes, ends on an amazing cliffhanger. Yeah. Every episode. Even even in later on, The Walking Dead is also pretty good at doing this. A lot of shows are pretty good at, like, you know, ending on, like, a, whoa, I gotta see the next episode. This, you're just like, oh, baby Yoda species, okay. Cool. Yeah, there's a lot of, um, so I used to watch Angel, and, and uh, I, I was watching the behind-the-scenes for the later seasons, because they it started getting to the point where everything was a, a cliffhanger and it became a joke, and even the the series itself ends on a cliffhanger because it's just fitting. But they were talking about how the structure of their story was changing from an act one, act two, act three to an act two, act three, act I'm sorry, from an act three, act one, act two, because you'd need to resolve the previous episode, so you'd have your act three as the first part of the episode, and then you'd have your act one, act two, mm. and you'd end everything on a cliffhanger. And so it, it was interesting, that structure, watching each episode, being like, oh, you know. Like, it, it, you know, it's, uh, I wanted some sort of su- surprise with, with The Mandalorian, but, I mean, that was the first episode, right? Mm-hmm. That's, this is supposed to pull you in. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's no, like... Yeah, it was it was okay, it, but this is Star Wars. Like, like mm. what what were they what were they think? I understand it was supposedly written by by Happy um, Happy Hogan from uh, Iron Man. Happy Hogan, yeah, it's written by Happy Hogan. I get it, but but like really sitting down, like when you were when somebody's sitting there writing. 
the scene between the Mandalorian and the pig boy, like, why would anyone want to watch that? In hindsight, they really should have released the first three episodes, or t- or at least one one more to like really hook you in. You know? Yeah, I don't feel hooked. Mm, that's the issue. All right. Well, um, I would give it a seven, slightly above average. It, yeah. it barely gets a seven, but I, you know, visuals were fine. The music was kind of forgettable. Like that's the one thing about Star Wars that even even the, the sequels series, even the sequel trilogy has like good music. This one, the music was not that great. Uh, visuals mm. were okay. You know, they were they were fine. Some fun scenes here and there. It deepens the mystery just a tad. But overall, yeah, you're right. If this, you know, wasn't Star Wars, something else completely different, random sci-fi show, it would be very forgettable. So Disney is essentially hoping that all of these people signed up for Disney Plus and they uh, they now have The Mandalorian and now they're like, oh, crap, I paid for a month. I guess I'm going to have to watch. <laughs> I guess I'll keep it for the end of November. Is that the, is that like the hope? And then maybe at the end of the third or fourth episode, it'll pull you in to, to keep people on for the December month. <laughs> I have no idea. But what's funny, too, it, it, because it is Star Wars, even if, even if all the episodes continue on track like this one, I'm still going to watch it, hoping it's going to be better. Because, you know, I'm a Star Wars fan. I like, I'm very sadistic that way. But fuck, yeah. man. Like, if, I mean, if eh. you've suffered through all of Clones and Rebels... I mean that's mm, clones and rep clones were were Star Wars Clone Wars was good every now and then you know it had some very memorable very insane episodes where um, spoiler alert I talked about Obi Wan Kenobi's girlfriend earlier Satine she was yeah. a Mandalorian Darth Maul comes back and straight up fucking murders her in front of him and you're like whoa what and it's just like a very brutal scene and at one point. Palpatine comes in there, and Darth Maul has taken over Mandalore, him and his brother. And mm. Palpatine duels the both of them at the same time, and he straight up brutally murders Darth Maul's brother and just tortures Darth Maul. And I'm like, oh, what? Was this, like, this is a kid show? And then with Rebels, some episodes were pretty good um, here and there, but, you know, yeah. It wasn't a torture as much as I thought it would be. But, uh, no. Star Wars The Mandalorian, I would give it a 7, and it barely gets that. Uh, you would give it a 5. Understandable. Which is almost, which, yeah, which is almost even worse than if it was bad. Mm-hmm. Like, if, at least if it's bad, you can, like, talk about how it's bad. Mm, like Phantom Menace. Just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or, you know, people remember Fantastic Four for being horrible. <clears throat> no one's going to remember Mandalorian. You know, it's almost like, I mean, people, it's like how forgettable Rogue One is in, in retrospect. Right. Well, like, well, like this is just the first episode, so we can't like, say it's going to be forgettable, but I, I want to give it the, the three-episode try before I give it up on, give up on it completely. Yeah. But they really should have released the first three episodes. Like, I don't understand who saw the first episode and thought, this is okay by itself. Let, well, they'll wait for the next episode. They, they yeah. really should have released at least two or three episodes at launch to hook you in. But compa- compared to Thrones, though, like... First episode of Thrones, um, you find out zombies exist. Mm-hmm. You find out that um, uh, that there's a mur- like Ned's best friend was murdered, um, and there's a consp- you know a, con- a big conspiracy. And you find out that the queen is having sex with her brother, and Bran falls from a tower, mm-hmm. all in the first episode. You know, a lot of stuff happens where you're like, oh my god. Like, did that kid get murdered? Like, you want to watch the you want to watch the next episode for so many reasons. And then the next episode ends own. with Bran opening his eyes. Yeah, well, I would have. Yeah, 
I would have I would have pulled that a little later, but it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. But I understand. But the first episode is done very well. I mean, it was the second time they did it, so they better you know they better get it right the second time. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, you want you want that episode to pull people in. I don't know. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining us for the Mandalorian uh, podcast discussion. Thank you. We will see you uh, next week for episode two of the Mandalorian. Hopefully, where things get a bit more interesting and explained. Uh, Preston, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, anytime, anytime, guys, thank you so much. We'll see you all next time. Have a good one. <laughs>